pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. Cowboys laid an egg on Sunday. Tareen Williams from Pro Football Talk. Joining us now to talk about it on the Buyers Barricades guest line. A couple of days to digest what we saw on Sunday. Has your conclusion, Tareen, changed from Sunday afternoon to how you're feeling now? Not really. I mean, it was disappointing because they look like the same old Cowboys. They get you built up and you <laughs> think they're Super Bowl contenders and, and they go and lay an egg in Arizona, which probably is going to end up with the top five pick in the draft come next April. So, you know, it, it was just a really bad performance and the type of performance that you can't afford to have if you want to go win the division. I mean, you know, Philadelphia hasn't looked great in three games, but guess what? They're 3-0. and That's all that matters is three wins. Everybody had the Cowboys hyped above the Eagles. The Eagles haven't looked – oh, my gosh, the Eagles haven't looked good. They haven't looked good. They're beatable. Guess what? They haven't been beaten. They show up. Their defense travels, as Clarence Hill likes to say. Cowboys' defense didn't travel. And and it makes you worry if you're a Cowboys fan about what the rest of the schedule holds. I mean, these next two games are kind of dicey. Boy, especially Shireen, when you look at the uh, the run defense again, and that's been a, a problem yeah. for them. Uh, watching that Philadelphia game last night, my goodness, DeAndre Swift was <laughs> just running through holes big enough yeah. to drive a car through, and and that's what they're going to face. I'm curious to get your thoughts, though. Jason and I were talking about this and and switching to the offense and the red zone offense. I get the feeling that Mike McCarthy at this point in time just doesn't trust some of the players that he has. And and I say that because I thought Tony Pollard was running hard and physical on Sunday, but yet he doesn't give him an opportunity in the red zone. I think they miss Ezekiel Elliott. I think they miss Amari Cooper. I think they don't have a ton of red zone options um, to throw to. They did hit the screen pass, and it was a great play. Their first screen pass touchdown since 2019, I think it was. So that was a great play call down there in the red zone. But, yeah, their options really are limited. Can you – I don't want to go back two years, but I'm going to go back two years because can you imagine this offense with Amari Cooper? Oh, oh I wow. I mean, Brandon Cooks is okay, but if you have Amari Cooper on this offense right now, I just think they're tons better. I think that's just part of the problem is they don't have good red zone options. They don't have a Mike Evans. You saw him – Got some passes last night. We saw him make the, the big catch in, in, at the end of the game. I get it. But he made the catch in the end zone. It, it, it just shows my point of he's a big target in the end zone for a team. And there's tons of receivers like that. Cowboys don't really have that. C.D. Lamb is not really that guy. 
but you're right. Pollard's their best weapon down there, and that's probably what they need to do and use Dak's legs. I know he talked about it after the game and into this week. That's what they need to do more of is use his legs and, and hand the ball off more to Tony Pollard and give him chances to get in the end zone. But, you know, Zeke was that guy last year. They brought him in, and that's something that he was really good at was scoring um, down there on the goal line. He, he was good at it. And they may not miss Zeke for many other things, but I think they do miss him for those short yardage and red zone situations. Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk joining us here on the Blitz. And I know uh, um, defense was awful. Um, offense moved the ball well between the 20s. Dak throws the interception late, which ended all hope, and he's taking a ton of criticism as can't pick up the team. Defense didn't play well. Offense, Dak didn't carry them over the finish line. But when watching the game, and and I didn't think Dak was awful, uh, although that interception was, but I didn't see the receivers getting open. Now, I don't know about you, but I got to look and see who those secondary guys are in Arizona. There's not a bunch of <laughs> Hall of Famers out there. Why could those Cowboys, even on scramble drills, those Cowboy receivers got zero separation? Where was Dak supposed to throw the football? It's a great question. And missing three offensive linemen, it's not like he had all day to throw it anyway. I just think if those offensive linemen had been playing, he would have had more time and maybe they do create that separation that you're talking about it wasn't there there's no question about that it wasn't there um they just all around did not play well and you wonder if they did eat the cheese so to speak the bill parcells saying he used to put the mouse traps up in the locker room when the cowboys would play a team that they were favored to beat by double digits as the cowboys were favored to beat the cardinals by double digits he would hang those mouse traps and say don't eat the cheese don't listen to people saying you're all that in a bag of chips. Go out and play. Be ready to play this game. All across the board, I didn't think the Cowboys were ready to play this game. Offensively, defensively, special teams, nothing. To me, they did not look ready to play in any phase of the game, and it's why they lost 28-16. Shereen, do you think that it's just going to take a little time and maybe we're not patient enough for Mike McCarthy and, and Dak Prescott and the rest of that offense to get on the same page with what he's trying to call? Well, you know, I think those big wins in the first two weeks, when you go back and you think about how they scored, um, you know, defensively, special teams, all that contributed to it, the turnovers they got against the Jets, not getting in in the end zone and some of the red zone things. We talked about on the show, and y'all said, is there a level of concern? I was like, nah, they're, they're you know, going to be okay. Now I think there is that level of concern because it has cost them a game. And two games now, you're seeing those red zone woes. So whatever it is, maybe it does take some time. I don't know. But, you know, they managed to win those first two weeks with the defense and the special teams playing really, really well and the offense not having to do a lot, playing conservatively. That's a great way to play. But this week they needed their their offense to play well, and they really didn't play well. They really didn't show up uh, when they needed them most. So, yeah, I, I just – I guess what I'm saying is those first two weeks kind of kind of uh, blazed over some of the problems that this offense does have, and maybe it is a matter of time. I don't know. This is what I expected this offense to do the first week um, because they didn't play in the preseason. I and and again the forty nothing victory kind of just covered that up. 
Um, and the offense just didn't have to do that much. Well, this game they had to do a lot, and, and they didn't show up, and they didn't do what they needed to do. So I do think there is a level of concern there absolutely going forward. What can this offense do when the defense doesn't show up, when the defense needs you to score some points? Are you going to be able to do that? I do think that is a concern right now after three games. And it, it's weird to say that, 70 points in the first two games, but after 16 against the Cardinals, you have those concerns. Serene Williams from Pro Football Talk here on the Blitz on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Patriots coming to Dallas. Uh, and again, if you've watched or just seen the scores of New England, um, they're not the Tom Brady Patriots, clearly, but it's Bill Belichick and they're crafty. They know what to do. And, and, and Schottenheimer was talking yesterday about, you know, Will Greer getting interrogated by the defensive coaches. The fact that uh, Zeke has so much corporate knowledge of the way the Cowboys do things. How much does that really factor in? Like, how much do you think Will Greer can share with the Patriots that will be used to the Patriots' advantage on Sunday? Well, I do think they're going to change their hand signals, and they need to. I think that's one thing that that the Patriots can get out of knowledge that both of those guys have about the Cowboys' offense. Um, other than that, I don't know. I think that's sort of overblown, but it is Bill Belichick, so you know, you always kind of go, well, maybe since it's Bill Belichick, because he's just so detail-oriented, as we know, and and uh, so there may be things that they can tell. Bill Belichick that maybe other coaches wouldn't pick up on, you know, quite as good as, as what Bill Belichick uh, can. But I, I just I, I don't think it's a ton. I think changing those signals, the hand signals on offense is one thing that we'll do. Other than that, I don't know that it really plays that huge of a part. Shereen, I've got to ask you, just changing the subject a little bit, uh, obviously a lot of talk with the New York Jets and, and their quarterback, and Joe Namath comes out today and really just kind of rips not only the uh, Zach Wilson, but but uh, the administration, if you will, the, the managers there. What do you think about a, a an ex-player, the caliber of Joe Namath, coming out and, and saying stuff like that? Well, you know, they're, they're, they're obviously uh, have some clout. And when Hall of Famers, you know, best quarterback in, in team history in the Jets case come out and say stuff, I think people listen to it. And I think it's the same feeling that a lot of Jets fans have right now. Um, they, they don't understand why the team hasn't gone out and gotten another quarterback. And, and they haven't. And they're not going to, at least not one that's going to replace Zach Wilson. So, I think it's just frustration. I think it's his frustration as a Jets fan, forget being a former player, but his frustration as a Jets fan. And when that Jets fan is Joe Namath saying what he said, it you know, it's it's a headline and it's a big deal. And in in the Cowboys case it would be the same thing if a Roger Staubach or a Troy Aikman or or Emmett Smith or Michael Irvin came out and, and criticized the Cowboys for something like that. Um I think it's the exact same thing and I think people would Take notice of that, and it would be headlines in, in Dallas-Fort Worth and all around Texas, and it'd be a big deal. So, they're, you know, they've, they've earned the chance to, to speak about the team, no question about it. Some of them do it for a living in Troy Aikman's case, but, you know, Joe, Joe Namath has, has earned the right uh, to say whatever he wants to say about the, about the team. But I think it was said as a Jets fan, and because it was Joe Namath saying it, 
Um, obviously, it became the headline, but I'm I guarantee you, 99.999% of Jets fans feel the exact same way. Yeah, <laughs> I think maybe even more than that. Uh, I, I, I don't know, uh, Shereen. We've all watched a lot of football. Um, Seventy points in an NFL game. Seventy. How does Sean Payton wake up this week? I uh, yeah, wondering what he got himself into. I, I was I had that game. I was pretty incredible, um, and obviously could have set the record if that's what they wanted to do, and, and they chose not to do that out of respect to the to the Broncos. And it was probably the right thing to do. Although Dolphins fans at the stadium obviously made it clear that they wanted at least three more points <laughs> to set the regular season record, if not the touchdown. So. Um, but they didn't do that. But I've never seen anything like that. None of us have ever seen anything like that. It, it was just a pretty incredible offensive performance. And I think if you're the Broncos and and uh, and you're Sean Payton, you do wake up and go, "Oh my God, what is this rebuilding process going to be like?" Like I didn't expect this. I, you know, he said before the season uh, that that I'm not going to use the exact words he said, but that he he was going to be disappointed is the word I'll use if they didn't make the playoffs, that he expected to make the playoffs. This is not a playoff team, and they're far from it. And, and it's going to be a long rebuild. And, and I'm sure when he woke up Monday morning, he realized, probably didn't sleep much Sunday night, but he realized what he'd gotten himself into and how long this thing's going to be. You know, you thought, well, maybe I don't have the quarterback, but I'll find that out this year and we can move on from Russell Wilson after this year and I can get my guy in after this year. Well, now you look at it and you're like, it's more than the quarterback. Like, they got tons of problems on this team and they're not all going to be fixed overnight. They're not all going to be fixed in, in one off season. So this is, this is going to be a process for this team and he probably sh- – should have, frankly, not gone into that division where you had to play Patrick Mahomes twice. But these coaches, Matt Rule is another example, probably shouldn't have gone in Nebraska. They all want to get back in. I might not get another opportunity. Well, guess what? Wait for the right opportunity. Sit out until you think you can get with the team that, A, you can either win a national championship with or, in Sean Payton's case, win a Super Bowl with. This is not a Super Bowl team, and it's not going to be for a really long time. Uh, no, and, and I, I kept thinking Sean was going to wait for the Chargers job to open up, which now he probably yeah. wishes he would he have, have. Uh, 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 waited for. It. Now, you think about the Denver Broncos. This week, they have the thrilling matchup with the Chicago <laughs> Bears. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, how do you, We've how got do... two of those winless teams playing each other. There's two of those matchups this week. Pretty good. The Panthers and Vikings play each other as well. Ah. Yeah, but that one at least could be kind of interesting. Maybe at least yeah, the Vikings yeah. will get there. I mean, I'm wondering honestly, did the odds maker sit there and go, "Can we go with a line of five and a half in a in a potential field goal battle between the Bears and the Broncos?" Oh my gosh! Well, and the Broncos are favored after giving up seventy points. That's what's so astonishing. <laughs> the Bears. Yeah, it, it's embarrassing. Um. It's going to be interesting. Shereen, always appreciate it. Make sure you follow Shereen on Twitter, at NFL Shereen. Thanks. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Thank you, guys. Shereen Williams on the Buyers Barricades guest line. Uh, Buyers Barricades, where they provide traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond. Uh,